Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hard to believe the Cubs were playing games at Wrigley Field this year when everyone was bundled up like the Inuit people of the Northwest Territories. Monday night in the Chicago sweatbox, the Mets and Cubs traded very sweaty punches for several innings. Then towards the end, it was go Cubs go. The Mets fall 7-4, and I'll tell you all about it in a bit. But first, as Ray Zelinsky of Zelinsky Auto Parts suggested in Tommy Boy, I got to go ice my marbles. This is the Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Mets are doing. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. It's your Daily Mets Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Mets Podcast. And here's your host, Josh Lewis. A spirited charge in the top of the ninth with the Mets lunging for the finish line, unable to break the tape and a dandelion grove of W's at Wrigley Field. Those white flags with the blue W on them signifying win. Oh, they're everywhere. 38,935 in attendance. Got to be easily 1,000 of those damn flags on a night where you didn't have to be Alec Baldwin to appreciate sweaty balls. Uh, It was stiflingly hot at Wrigley Field, just a, a steam bath. And one of the first things they teach you in broadcaster school is don't ever complain about the weather. Nobody wants to hear it. I'm not complaining about the weather. I'm just saying there's a letter in my mailbox, if you know what I mean. Uh, i got to stand up and straighten out my shorts here a little bit as we give you the Burke Rehabilitation Game Recap. Sorry, Burke, that was, that was not a, a great visual, but for over 100 years, Burke Rehabilitation Hospital has helped patients achieve their maximum recovery from a life-changing illness, injury, or surgery. Please do give them a call at 914-597-2200 or go to burke.org for more info. I know this sounds like there's power tools right here in, with me in the booth. That's the leaf blower down there on the field. They're getting rid of all the, uh, the sunflower seeds and whatnot. That bang, bang, bang that you hear, is they're, they're tamping the area around a home plate and it's just ambiance that's all we got here on a night where the wind was gusting to center field didn't really cool anything off it was still a heat index of 100 and it was Noah Syndergaard against John Lester what a terrific pitching matchup and with the wind blowing out you're thinking okay you're going to have a high scoring game no matter who's pitching It, it could be Jacob DeGrom of this year against Greg Maddox of 16 years ago, and it would still be that kind of a, a night at Wrigley Field. And sure enough, the two teams combined to go six for their first eight in this ball game. but home runs were not flying. It was just a bunch of singles and doubles, mostly singles, as the teams traded runs in the first inning. Rosario, a single and a stolen base right away. Austin Jackson with the RBI single, but then he got caught stealing second base. I kind of threw the inning under the bus at that point. Cubs in the bottom of the inning had Javi Baez picked off by Syndergaard, and that set a nice tone that the Cubs wouldn't just zoom all around the bases on Syndergaard. They did steal one base later. It was Daniel Murphy, of all people, who looks like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz out there, but even Murph got one to make it 26 steals allowed by Noah this year. That is most 
in the major leagues, one ahead of his teammate and buddy, Steven Matz. It was a 1-1 game to the top of the second, and Michael Conforto destroyed one off John Lester. Remember all the talk about how Conforto can't hit lefties? He's got a 313 batting average off lefties now since June the 10th. And he hit, well, I was going to say he hit a home run. He pulverized a home run off of Lester. I know the wind is blowing out, but 472 feet, that is the longest med home run in the StatCast era, which, again, I know has only been a thing since 2015. But the Mets have had Cespedes pretty much since 2015. He had the previous longest home run by a Met during the StatCast measuring era. 463 feet earlier this year in St. Louis in the big Mac land in left field. Strangely, the bronze medal now, also a home run that was hit in St. Louis, and it was in 2016. It was not Cespedes. It was Justin Ruggiano. Seriously. 463 and 461 for those. This was 472 for Conforto, and the Mets would add a run later in the inning. Lester walked Ploiecki with two out, walked Syndergaard to follow, and Rosario, again, first pitch swinging, bangs a base hit to make him two for two on two pitches in this game. Mets three to one at that point. However, the Cubs, a hot team. They're looking to come back, and they do, in the bottom of the third off Syndergaard. Let me give you a little bit about the Cubs before I give you a little bit about Syndergaard. The Cubs coming in had 37 runs in their last five games. This is after five runs in their previous five games. It was one each for five games in a row. Then they had Daniel Murphy show up, and they dropped Murphy into the mix. It's like dropping Mentos into a Coke bottle. Everything just spews all over the place. And these Cub fans are getting a little entitled, I got to say. You know, Murphy makes an out, and it's like the, the, the guy's not coming through for them. They, remember when the Cubs were lovable losers and the fans were a little bit more forgiving? These guys now have the most wins in the majors since 2015. And they have banked a World Series, of course. So the lovable losers thing is no more. They had just swept the Reds in a four-game series. They had won five in a row, eight of 11. And they're homering a ton. It's now 12 straight games they've homered. First time in 12 years that they've done that. They're now 43-23 and at home. So a lot of things to talk about regarding the Cubs that are very positive. But a lot of positive things about Syndergaard. Met starting pitchers in general. Last nine games had an ERA of 1.39. You'll take that all day long. Syndergaard, who made his Major League debut, you might remember, at this particular ballpark. The uh, only Major League pitcher since 1900 to have the strikes-to-walks ratio of at least 5-1 to one each of his first three seasons. Pretty impressive stuff. And he has always done well against the Cubs, starting with that initial foray into the majors. If you include the playoffs, he had the nine strikeouts and five and a third against the Cubs in 2015. You're talking a 1.9 ERA and four starts against the Cubs, 31 strikeouts and 24 innings. So that's a little bit on Noah, a little bit on the Cubs. And the Cubs finally got him in the bottom of the third. And it was, believe it or not, John Lester. The Mets walked Kyle Schwarber to load the bases to get to Lester. And wouldn't you know it, a guy that started his major league career 0 for 66 Serves one in the left center, two-run score, and the Cubs toggle on top. I mean, you, you can't write this stuff. There had already been a run that had come in earlier in the inning. Baez had let off with a single. Wilson Contreras, an infield hit. Just a messy inning, and the Cubs had taken a 4-3 to three lead. They would go on from there, and it was the bullpen that gave it up late. Not nearly as badly as they gave it up the day before. Remember, the Mets had set a major league record. 14 runs allowed by the bullpen, all in the 8th and ninth innings. 
after it was a 1-0 game after 7. That had never happened in Major League history. This was a lot more mild. This was Jerry Blevins coming on in the 7th. Blevins hadn't allowed a run at all since July 15th. However, Anthony Rizzo, a fourth double in his last seven at-bats to start the inning, and it was on an overturn. The ball was hit right onto the chalk line down the left field line. Somehow Gary Sederstrom didn't see that. And actually, that where that ball hit, it's kind of... Uh, past where the grass stops and that's really more of just a, a rubberized paint job on the warning track than actual chalk so there was no chalk that was coughed up but the replay purely or clearly showed that the ball actually hit the white and it was definitely a double ben zobrist met killer remember he had the four doubles in five world series games as a royal he goes the other way for a double and that makes it a run in for the Cubs. They would add another, get a home run from Anthony Rizzo in the ninth to salt it away. That was off the other lefty, Daniel Zamora, who would come in and actually looked very good. He got Murphy, he got Baez, but then Rizzo just clocked one on a night again where the wind was gusting out, and and if you get a little cocky, you're going to get hit if you leave the ball up just a little bit. So Conforto a home run, Plowecki a home run for the Mets. Kevin, a guy that had uh, been at this ballpark a lot as a teenager growing up in Indianapolis and then going to Purdue in college. He and his buddies used to come hang out in the left center bleachers and kind of give the business to, to the opposing outfielders and all that. Well, Plowecki homered into those same bleachers in this game. That, that's really pretty cool. And who knows if we're going to see Plowecki anytime soon. His wife actually due to give birth literally at any time now. The due date was yesterday. So Plowecki could be heading out. Mezzarocco was ready to come back. They had the concussion concerns with him. Didn't end up being a concussion. They just needed him to rest a little with a stiff neck. But uh, he should be ready to go if Plowecki has to roll. Mets lose the game. Two days shy of Syndergaard's 26th birthday. And the final in this one, 7-4 Chicago, staying quite hot at this point. The Mets with uh, a collection of these 30-50 to RBI guys. You go up and down this lineup, Rosario... Flores, Frazier, Conforto, Bautista, if, he, if indeed he's still a Met, there's a chance they could trade him to the Phillies even before this podcast is done. But it just seems like the Mets are not going to get anybody to 60 or 70 runs batted in this year. You'll have a bunch of guys with 40 or 50. And uh, you look at the Cubs, and obviously they got a lot more guys that'll be kind of 70 to 100 or more than that. We had an interesting list given to us by Chris Majkowski during the game. And I just want to share this with you. He was taking a look at who's got the most home runs ever by an opponent at Wrigley. And there's a Mets tie-in. Turns out the answer is Willie Mays with 54. That's four more than Hank Aaron and Mike Schmidt. Few other Mets on this list that are top 20 or so. Gil Hodges back in the day. Of course, he was Met manager. Uh, 27 home runs here. That is 12th on the list. Uh, you go to Ralph Kiner, beloved Met broadcaster, 24. So he's uh, top 20. Howard Johnson had 21 home runs here. He's number 25 all-time. Down to Dave Kingman at 30, Bobby Bonilla at 35, Gary Carter at 37th on the list, and George Foster at 39th. If anybody cares about that, I just thought that was an interesting little uh, piece of nuggetry that that Madge was able to break out. And uh, Madge, by the way, did a fabulous job with a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, He, in a sweaty, sweaty booth, made sure that nobody killed anybody. That's not an easy task because, again, we're told not to complain about the weather, but I'm sorry. Uh, it was disgusting. It, it really was, and uh, it's supposed to be even worse today. Let's get you to Mickey Calloway, a guy that grew up a Cubs fan, by the way. His grandma used to have WGN on all the time. He says, Mickey, 
is going to talk to you right now after the 7-4 loss. He is brought to you by Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time-saving online and mobile tools as the big banks, but with better service, fewer fees, and none of the runaround. Ridgewood, ready to help you find a better financial lifestyle. Go to RidgewoodBank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Mickey. I saw a lot of balls uh, kind of up and middle. You know, he usually does a really good job of keeping the ball down, but I saw, you know, more mistakes than I usually see um, in the middle of the plate, and, and they made him pay for it. Second half of his start, did he get better at that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, anytime uh, you, you kind of feel what's going on, you c- it's easy to make the adjustment, but but they did a good job of making him pay early for, for a few runs, and, and uh, you know, he, he settled in and did a good job from there, but uh, some of the damage was already done. Yeah, trying to pitch up in the zone, kind of on purpose. You know, you've talked about him being down in the zone. Is is he able to go up in the zone at all yet? No, we're still not uh, really focusing on that at this point. You know, he's got so many things. Obviously, coming off the DL, trying to get in a rhythm and things like that, controlled and running game. That uh, we think that's something that's going to have to come a little bit later. Um, so, you know, he's still focusing on uh, those few things that we're asking him to work on instead of throwing up in the zone. It looked like Blevins struck out Rizzo before he hit the homer. Is that the way you saw it? Or you, you know, it, you can't ever tell from the side. You can't tell in and out. It uh, sounded like the, they thought it was a pretty good pitch, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. I mean, this, this little downstretch you see for Noah is granted down for him. This not, do you think this is a, the injuries a little here, adapting back to it? Is it something else? I mean, what do you think that maybe the results are matching the stuff? Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of what we talked about before the game is, you know, he's had some injuries in his past. He hasn't been able to get out there consistently for, you know, 20, 30 starts in a row. And uh, that always uh, affects your routines. And I, I, I firmly believe that routines are um, very valuable in getting, uh, you know, your pitches where you want them to be, your mechanics where you want them to be, that leads to consistency. Uh, we've seen it with Vargas. He's finally getting on that every five-day routine. He's starting to pitch better. I think uh, Noah's been battling that probably his whole career, just staying out there and, uh, you know, making start after start after start. Um, you know, he can't do anything about fingers and, and pulleys and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, he, he works his tail off to, to try and do that. It just hasn't happened for him. But, but when it does, he's going to settle in and, and he's going to get in that rhythm and he's going to be one of the elite pitchers uh, in the game. Bautista's still on the team? He is. And anything changed with Wright? No, nothing nothing with Wright yet. I haven't heard uh, anything further than when I updated you before the game. Yep. Nemo's here. What's the plan for him? Uh, we're going to activate Nemo tomorrow. All right, that's the skipper. And now, what's brewing for today? Brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're making a big-time comeback later this year. Returning to your neighborhood under new ownership, but still, as always, serving the finest premium coffees from around the world, Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. What a matchup. What a matchup tonight. Jacob DeGrom, you know his story, three runs or fewer in 23 games in a row allowed now. But he's up against Cole Hamels, who suddenly is back to being a total stud. 4-0 and in his five Cub starts with a 0.79 ERA. And call it a mulligan if you want to, but Theo Epstein's acquisition of Cole Hamels at the deadline, that does a lot to throw some sand over the, the six-year $126 million he gave you Darvish and the three-year $38 million he gave to Tyler Chatwood over the winter. I don't know if it completely offsets it, but boy, this is some kind of run that Cole Hamels is on, a guy that actually had a no-hitter at Wrigley as a member of the opposition. 
but now he comes in here. Not only is it a 0.79 ERA, he hasn't allowed a home run in 34 innings. When he was with the Rangers, he allowed 23 home runs in 114 innings this year. He comes and, and puts on the cubby pinstripes, and somehow everything is glorious for Cole Hamels. So that's the matchup coming up for you. Should be a beauty. And uh, I'm going to bring a change of shirts this time. It's, it's all I know. Maybe even a change of pants. Oh, one more thing to tell you. It's, it's about our friend's hotel tonight. Yes, the app that you must have on your phone if you're coming out to Chicago or someplace nominally cooler, like the surface of the sun, perhaps. Uh, their name is Hotel Tonight. No long, endless list of a zillion hotel choices. They just show you the best deals at the best hotels. And like they say, they only work with places where they would stay, too. There's a glistening new hotel right behind Wrigley Field now. Incredible what they've done with this neighborhood. This is still a, a glistening old-school ballpark. But, man, some of the modern amenities now, it, it's it's tough not to be impressed. It really is. I, mean, I can make fun of the, the Cub fans all I want to, being bandwagoners and stuff. And, uh, putting the, the flags all over the place and singing along to Go Cubs Go. And we can call it Corn Pone and Hokey. But it is a cool experience here at Wrigley Field. I, I got no problem admitting that at all. Okay, that's it. I'm going to take the coldest shower in the history of showers right now and talk to you guys tomorrow. This has been the Daily Mets podcast from Chicago. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.